One of the things that's so cool, guys, especially little ones, the, the exciting thing about um, growing up is that as you get older, you don't just have to wait for your birthday or Christmas to get presents. Now, there's lots of things about getting older that aren't that great. You've got bills to pay, and as you would have noticed, we do a lot of dishes and cleaning up after you, okay? So there's that kind of side of things, but what's quite cool is that you get to buy presents for yourself every now and then. Just whenever you want. And if it gets a bit, you feel a bit like, a bit flat or a lot very happy, you buy a present for yourself and it makes you feel a lot happier. And so I did that earlier this year. I saved up all my birthday money and I sold a kidney and I worked out whether I should, I, I looked at what the cost of firstborns were and worked out whether I should sell Eli or not and then decided at the very last second that maybe I won't. Uh, and I saved all my money and I bought a, and I sold uh, a whole bunch of other things on Trade Me and I bought a new projector for my home theatre. I was very excited. And this wasn't, guys, get your heads around this, kids. It wasn't my birthday or Christmas. I just got to do it because I'm a grown-up. And so I bought it, but because I couldn't, like, because I'm not Bill Gates, I had to pay for the slowest shipping possible. And I also had to buy it in America because that's how I could afford it. And then I could use special tricks to get it to New Zealand. So I bought it, and then it was in New York City on the... East Coast of America, when I bought it, and then it went by land through every state in America, all the way to Portland, Oregon. And again, you'll get this when you're older kids, but when this is happening for us grown-ups, we hit refresh on the shipping page about 70 times every hour. So I was doing that, and I was watching it slowly dribble its way across the United States of America, and I was like, oh, I really want my new projector. I was so excited. I was looking at pictures online. I was had a little poster in, my, in the toilet that I'd look at, and I had secret photos of it that Jen couldn't find in secret locations, and I'd look at them, and oh, you're so beautiful. And so I had this, I was very excited. And then I hit Portland, Oregon, and it had to get on a plane to come in New Zealand. And this is where bureaucrats got involved. Now, you guys might not understand that word, but they're nasty people. And what they like to do is they like to slow everything right down even more, and they like to shuffle paper around because that's their, their great passion. So I filled in a whole lot of forms, and normally what they like to do is they like to lose those forms. So they lost the forms, and I was hitting refresh, and then after what felt like eternity, it eventually made its way onto a plane, and it flew all the way from Portland, Oregon, all the way to Auckland, New Zealand. And now there's this other little thing called customs. And this is, uh, where, this is like a bureaucrat's club, where they all get together, and they make life really complicated, eh, Karen? And so they... they Customs said, oh, you have to pay some money for that because you didn't buy it in New Zealand. So I paid the money, and then they got the paperwork, and they put it away somewhere and lost it. And so then I was ringing up my friends at Customs every day. Wasn't I, Jen? Every single day I was ringing them up saying, where is my projector? Where is the paperwork? What has happened? We don't know, sir. We'll try and find it for you. And then you ring someone up, and you start all over again because no one knows what's going on, and no one talks to each other. And so this went on and on and on. And then eventually... They decided to find it, and they decided to let it go onto the courier, and then their courier slowly made its way to Napier, and then eventually they decided to sort it in Napier, and then eventually they said, we're going to send it out to your house and baby. But the tragedy was, I wasn't home, we were at my parents on the company coast, when they finally delivered my projector. I was so upset. So I rang up Luke Buxton, who lives down the road, and said, Luke, 
I've been refreshing my little shipping page and I've just discovered that I've dropped off my projector. Would you mind getting it for me? So he went down the road and the courier had left it outside the gate on the main road. Oh, thank you, New Zealand Post. And so, thankfully, Luke went and sent, he didn't do it himself, it's beneath him, but he sent Cass down and Cass went and got uh, the projector. And then I drove at a very marginal Christian pace on the road with a car full of cars from Kapiti Coast and I was very helpful getting the car packed to get there and eventually I got home and I left Jen with all the kids and I ran down to Luke and Charlotte's and I got my projector. And what was amazing is that Charlotte filmed me when I picked it up and this is what, this is what, this is what happened. is to remind ourselves of the greatest gift that was ever given. And the Bible says in a passage every person in the world knows, says this, For God so loved the world, He so loved you, that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. He didn't send His Son to condemn the world, that means to make you feel stink, He sent Him to save the world, to bring you life in all of its fullness. And it's so beautiful. If our greatest need was information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need in the world was money, God would have sent an economist. If our greatest need was technology, God would have sent a scientist or an engineer. But our greatest need is forgiveness, and so God sent us a saviour called Jesus to set us free. And I tell you what, uh, when the angels announced, and we saw great little dramatisation of this, when the angels announced to the world that Jesus was born, they were filled, the Bible says, with great joy. And the actual literal translation is mega, mega joy. Because for thousands of years, the world was waiting, just like I was waiting for my projector. Oh, we need you, Jesus. God, we need you to come into this broken world and to bring healing and to bring salvation and to bring forgiveness and to set us free. And then the moment happened 2,000 years ago and we're still celebrating it today. And you know, it's amazing. You, you guys may not have known this, but there was actually some video taken of the angels as they celebrated and it looks nothing like you think. This is what it looked like. Here's footage of the angels celebrating as Jesus came into the world. Except we've, we've made this all very clumsy and all uh, uh, uh. This is actually what happened, kids. This is the angels celebrating because Jesus has finally come. And there is a moment for every single one of us where we decide whether we're going to let Jesus into our manger. Our mate, you know the manger... Hallmark makes the, the manger look nice and clean. The manger was filled with animal poop. It was filled with animal poop. Jesus wasn't born in some little sterile hospital like little Remy was recently. 
Jesus was born in a dirty old manger. And here's the point. Jesus loves your mess. He loves being born into your mess. The one thing that Jesus doesn't like is not being welcomed into your mess. And so, you know, many years ago now, I decided to let Jesus into my messy heart. I've done lots of silly things, and I've done quite a few silly things since, to be honest. But there was a moment where I got on my little knees, and I said, Jesus, you're welcome into this little mess. And he came and made his home in my heart. And you know, there's actually some video of what it felt like in that moment. It's, it's really weird. And this is what it felt like. This is what it felt like when Jesus came into my life. This is how I felt. I was like, yes. I was so happy. I'm actually starting to look like this guy more and more. But this is what it felt like. I was so happy. And I didn't care what people think. He's my hero. He's my hero. And so this Christmas, my prayer for us all is that we would know joy because Jesus has come. And that we'd be thrilled with the thought that he loves us so much. And then in the midst of all the busyness, and hopefully you don't have to do shopping over these next two days, God bless you if you do. Okay, many of you, I pray over these next two days, even with the shopping you've still got to do, you'll somehow know the hope that you have in Jesus. The peace that you have in Jesus, the joy that you have in Jesus, and above all, the love that you can experience because of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you came. Thank you that you came not in power, but in vulnerability. Thank you that you came not to conquer, but to serve. And so, Lord Jesus, I pray for every person here. I pray that their hearts would be open to you, that they'll know your love, and that they would find the great joy that is found when we're in deep relationship with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.